Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. That's right. I'm your host, Peter Sears. What's up? And before we start, I got to let you guys know this podcast is brought to you guys, as always, by my good friends at PerfectShaker.com. Perfect Shaker is a fitness accessory company. They make all sorts of cool, nifty fitness accessories for the fitness lover in your life, like me. They've got shaker cups, they've got workout towels, they've got the best workout towels. I love their workout towels. They've got pill containers, they've got meal prep containers, meal prep bags, they've got wrist straps, wrist straps, they even have uh, they even have some merchandise, some clothes and stuff you could use. So if you're a fitness lover like me, or if you have a fitness lover in your life like me, do yourselves a favor, go to perfectshaker.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds. The, the word 10 and the word pounds, you will save 15% off of your order. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements. Peter, what's Bucked Up Supplements? Well, I'm glad you asked. They are a supplement company. They make fitness supplements, whether whatever your fitness goals might be. You're trying to lose weight. They've got supplements for that. You're trying to gain muscle. They've got supplements for that. You want to do endurance events like marathons, triathlons, etc. Uh, they have stuff for that. So do yourselves a favor, go to buckedup.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds, the number 10, the word pounds, you will save 20% off of your order. Okay, guys, it's been a couple weeks. I know. I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> just like with my NSYNC podcast titled, Here We Go, an NSYNC podcast, you're welcome. I have a, uh, I have a very busy schedule lately. I've been on the road every weekend. I'm actually home this weekend, ironically, so I have time to slow it down. I had every intention on doing podcasts, but it's just one thing after another. I've been on the go, and I've really been taking in where we've been going and what we've been doing. So we're just going to kind of uh, kind of uh, get in on that. But, you know, I always like to share what I'm, what's, what's going on with that. Uh, some of my new songs that I discover while I'm working out and whatnot, you know, so here we go. This song, actually, it's not even a workout song, but this song is called Thinking About Me, and it's by Morgan Wallen. <laughs> it's a country song. This might be the first time I've played a country song. It's got a little beat, though. He's a little bit more than country. Uh, don't know where you at. If you don't like country, I'm sorry. Don't know nothing about that boy you're into. Don't feel bad for you, but I feel bad for him. And all the hell you gonna be putting him through. Probably tell him we're a burnt out flame. Probably tell him that I ain't been on your mind. I ain't nothing but a long gone thing. You can cuss my name. But baby, don't you lie. When you're tasting what he's drinking, are you thinking about me? That's right, dude. Thinking about me. My Morgan Wallen. You're welcome. Um, okay, gosh, where do we start? Such a whirlwind. So we'll first off start off with a couple weeks ago, we went to Portland, Maine. Not Portland, Oregon. Portland, Maine, which is a place that I've never been before in my life. Never in my life did I think, I think like when you're a kid, right, you think like, oh, I'm, I'd am i like to visit all 50 states. And then you kind of become an adult and, you know, maybe you have kids 
if you're into that sort of thing, or maybe you get married if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, not that I'm not into those things. I just don't have a marriage or kids. But, you know, like you, you, you start to do those things. And then, you know, maybe traveling to all 50 states doesn't become a realistic possibility, right? You're like, eh, I probably can't do it because I have an obligation. I have a this. Do you know what I mean? I get it, dude. Totally get it. Um, or on the flip side of that, maybe, um, I don't know, maybe you just take a look at some of the states that you have been to and you're like, eh, do I really need to go to Iowa? Or like, do I really need to go to North Dakota? Like, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, dude. But I, uh, I got to go to Maine and it's just always been a place that I've wanted to go to you know you think about like Maine it's you look at it as a kid and you look at it on the map and it's all the way on the for me at least for where I'm from it's all the way on the other side of the country and I got to go and one of the things about me being where I am in my career is you know like I'm starting to headline more and more as you guys may or may not know which is great because that means that uh you know, I get a little bit more money when I do these gigs, you know, I'm not taking a loss and on a lot of these gigs like I used to early on in my career, you know, when I was just trying to make a name for myself and try to get in with all these clubs and, you know, um, but also, you know, as a comedian, I can tell you that it's, uh, how can I say this? It's different when you're billed as the headliner, the audience kind of looks at you different. Whereas when I'm newer, you know, or, or a newer comic, you know, you go out there and maybe you're the host to the MC, you know, you're starting off the show. People are still arriving to the venue. They're getting their drinks. They're making their orders. They're going to the bathroom. They're, they're, they're flagging down their friends who are meeting them there and they're getting there. There's a lot of stuff going on. So being the MC is really hard. And I did it for a long time. And then you get to be the feature. And when you're the feature, you know, obviously you think that you're funnier than the headliner and that you should be headlining. And, the, you know, they're all valid, uh, you know, just things that we, we all go through, you know, as we are... Uh, as we're featuring and then but even still then you know people kind of like oh he's just the opener and there's something about being the headliner where i feel like people just start to take you a little bit more seriously or a lot more seriously and, and i've noticed it's uh it's not easy but it's easier like you still got to win them over you know you still got to deal with you know various things but at the end of the day you know I just feel like there's you get more credibility as the headliner than you do as the other spots. And going to Maine, somewhere I've never been before, somewhere that I've always wanted to go to, but not really knowing anything about, you know, part of part of what uh you know, I've been noticing um when I go to these places is is I haven't had time to kind of research where I'm going as far as like local references, making jokes, watching the news. Like it's, 
I haven't had a chance to do that. So I can't really make nice with the people right up top. I got to kind of just either go into my act or just address something that happened to me that day, whatever it might be. You know, there's just things that I haven't been able to do as the quote unquote, you know, headliner going into some of these gigs, right? And uh, I didn't know anything about Maine. You know, I know, I know Maine Lobster, and that's kind of about it, dude. Like, that's really all that I've gotten <laughs> from, you know, from my knowledge, from my knowledge of Maine. That's all I knew. Maine Lobster, dude. And that's really not a lot to, to write home about. You know, it's like, that's it. You're going to, you're going to talk about lobster for, you know, for 45 minutes. It's like, no, dude, I don't, that's just, that's just all I know. You know, there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can, uh, I don't have any further knowledge on your state. So I literally, and the, the thing is, is also a lot of these gigs that I've been getting, you know, headlining gigs in various places, um, you know, they're paying me, you know, whatever they're paying me. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not so great. I mean, it's still great. I, I want to retract that statement. It's just like some of it is not life-changing money. So anyway, as I was saying, it's not life-changing money, some of the gigs, but it's fine. Like it's some of it's, it's it, anything that I get to do comedy is good, especially like I said, now that I'm you know, headlining more and more, the, the jobs are paying better. Um, and I'm able to, you know, walk away with a profit more often than not these days, which is not the, which was not the case when I was newer. Um, but because some of the gigs don't pay a ton, I don't always get to bring who my openers are. So a lot of times, you know, oops, I'm got, I got gum in my mouth again. God damn it. A lot of times the guys that are opening for me, it's, and it's always usually guys, um, I need to start requesting female openers more because I'm I'm tired of all these clubs. And I'm not, you know, trying to get on my high horse, but, like, it's just such a thing where, like, they just book a bunch of guys together. And I don't like that. Like, I like having at least one female on the show, especially when I'm, when I'm headlining and it's up to me. You know, when I get to the point where I can dictate more and more, I'm going to make sure that my opener is, one of my openers is a female, maybe even two females sometimes, not all, not all the time, but just sometimes. But my point is, is usually my openers aren't going to get paid a ton, so I don't really get to bring people with me because nobody really wants to take a loss on a job, even though I would have done that early on in my career. A lot of people just don't want to or they can't afford to, and I totally get it. So a lot of times what I get is some of these local openers and they're sitting there you know, making local references before I go up that everybody gets, you know, which is fine, you know, um, good luck doing those jokes in another market if, you know, half of your material is local references, um, but I got to follow that and I don't know what I'm getting myself into because I don't know what they're talking about, you know, so it's, it's just definitely a thing, but, you know, I went to Maine and first of all, can I just tell you really, so I take a red eye, so where Maine is, there were no direct flights into Portland, Maine. Everything had a layover. And nothing was really going to get me where I needed to get to at a decent time 
without me taking a red eye or leaving the day before. And I couldn't leave the day before because I had a show that Thursday here. Um, so I had to take a red eye. Um, but I also had to fly into Boston because for whatever reason, the, the uh, this is boring to you guys. <laughs> um, I flew into I flew into Boston and then I drove into Portland, which is like a little bit less than two hours. So it's kind of like the equivalent of driving from L.A. to San Diego with no traffic because there's no traffic in places like this. So I get to Portland, Maine on maybe four hours of sleep. You know, considering the fact that I took a red eye and I didn't get to sleep at all other than what I got on the plane. Um, and then I'm driving, but I get there and I get to my hotel and it's, you know, it's really cute. It's just, and then I got to, I go into downtown Portland and I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm in Portland. You know, I have to try Maine Lobster, even though if you guys know or don't know, I don't, um, I don't eat seafood, which is crazy to a lot of people considering the fact that I'm so healthy, but I just don't eat seafood. I don't like the taste of seafood. I've never liked the taste of seafood. That's not true. Hold on. Rewind. I have liked the taste of seafood. I used to eat seafood as a kid. We used to have fish on Fridays during Lent. And at some point in my young adult life, I stopped liking all fish altogether. Don't know why. Tried eating it several times. Girlfriends have had me try their salmon or whatever, and I just don't like it. Don't even get me started on sushi. That's fucking gross, okay? Um, but at the same time, you know, as you guys know, if you follow me on social, which, by the way, if you don't, at PeterSurs on Instagram, at PeterSurs1 on Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. At PeterSurs on TikTok, PeterSurs on YouTube, PeterSurs on Threads, PeterSurs on Facebook. Um, I, uh, I don't like seafood. But, you know, when I go to a place, especially a place I've never been before, which has kind of been happening over the last few weeks, I've been to quite a few places that I've never been to before, um, you got to try, you know, the foods that are popular that that area region is known for. And, of course, you can't go to Maine without trying Maine lobster. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to try Maine lobster, but, like, you know, what do I do? And then everyone kind of was like, you should probably just have a lobster roll and then so of course like I always do I go to places and I you know I, I yelp best you know I usually go best barbecue and then I go best this best that so I go to Portland Maine I know I'm gonna have to try the, the lobster best lobster roll it finds a place for me I go you know and I'm telling the girl okay I don't like seafood but I have to try Maine Lobster. What? Because they had normal lobster on the menu too. And she's like, well, if you don't love it, I don't know. But maybe try the lobster roll. And I was like, well, that's what people said. She's like, yeah, I think that'll be fine because it's fried. And, it, you know, so I have a lobster roll. And you know what, guys? It was good. It wasn't life-changing. I had it. It did taste seafoody, but it was mixed with enough, like, sauce and the bread and the slaw and everything, like, that it was fine. And I had the experience of being in Maine and trying the Maine Lobster. My shows went great. Like, I can't tell you. Okay, there are some places that I think are just, uh, the crowd is just so hungry for comedy that they're into it. For whatever reason, some venues lend themselves better to comedy than others and, you know, all that good stuff. But when I tell you that the crowds were so fucking fire in Maine, 
that like I was on cloud nine too. Just the whole experience of going to a place, you know, I'm I'm the furthest away from home that I've ever been, you know, because it's literally over three thousand miles from from home, and I'm in this climate. It's really cold, you know. It was it had just snowed, so it's you know it's like you know in the teens at night and in the I want to say it was like in the thirties during the day. But it's this beautiful, like, old, you know, town. Like, some of the streets are still made of cobblestone. And there's, you know, I went to some lighthouses and some historical buildings. And just like, you know, whereas, you know, I know some of you guys listened to my episode, you know, a couple weeks ago when I talked about going to Vancouver and how, you know, I got a little emotional because my ex and I had been there before together and had an amazing time. And now I'm in a new place that, has nothing to do with my ex at all and I'm just discovering this for the first time and it and it was great dude like and it's it's a real it's a, it's a real blessing I think to be able to just go to some of these places that I've never been to before and experience them for the first time granted it would be more fun with friends you know if I was famous enough to be able to bring some of my friends along for the ride or if I had someone special to share these places with. But, like, at the same time, it's like, I'm in this place, dude. I'm going to try the food. I'm going to try the best this. I'm going to, you know. And I wanted to see the Northern Lights, and I still haven't seen them because apparently you can see them in Maine, but they're about two to three hours north of where I was. And I was just like, well, I'm not going to drive three hours north and (laughs) I don't even want to talk about the whole rental car incident that I had when I got when I when I (laughs) flew into Boston but just I loved Maine I I actually the crowds were so good that I'm contemplating whether or not I want to film my next special there I, I I I have in my mind that I want to film something by the end of the year um just because like I feel like some of these jokes I'm not getting tired of telling them but like I just feel like they're gonna get to the point where I can't tell them anymore so I kind of want to film them and put something else out there I'm just not sure where I'm gonna do it um but the crowds were so good there that I'm contemplating doing it in in Maine um so we'll see and also I just I kind of want to just go back in the summertime and uh you know, they have a minor league baseball team there, Portland Sea Dogs. It's like I said, it's less than two hours um, from there to Boston. So I'd love to go to a game at Fenway if I can while I'm there. Um, maybe catch a Mets game too, Yankees game. You know, it's not that far from New York either. Uh, and then if you're doing that, might as well go to Philly or DC. I think all those, the thing about like the East Coast, unlike California or the West Coast, is these states are all so close together. Like I, I, I drove from Massachusetts to Maine. I passed through New Hampshire on the way in. Like they're all so close together, you know. Um, so I would like to go back. And the way I, I talked to the guy at the club, and he said that you know I could probably come back at that point. So I would like to. That's the plan. We'll see how that works. But just, just a great time and experience very tiring like I said I you know I wanted to do podcasts but it was like you know I got there you know by the time when I landed the the day I got there it was like you know one o'clock and then I had to wait a little bit to get the rent a car because there's a whole thing and then driving two hours check into the hotel I think I had like 
two hours from the time I got into my hotel to showtime. So maybe I got three hours, but I definitely worked out when I got there first thing. And then I went and had my lobster. Um, right? Is that how it went down? Yeah. And then the other shows were great. Um, you know, I got to walk around the town and see some things, you know, just for the first time. I definitely went to a gym while I was, and that was, that was the thing too. That was the thing is uh, adjusting to East Coast time. So I get there on a Thursday. I'm three hours behind, so it's a little different. Really hard to go to sleep the first night. And then also equally, even though I hadn't slept very much, you know, once I get going and get the pre-workout in me and work out, like it's really hard <laughs> to go to sleep after that, you know, because I'm still on West Coast time. And so I got to sleep really late the first night, which meant I went, I woke up a little bit later the second day I was there. Um went to the gym, found a really cool gym that I was able to work out at, which I really enjoyed. I really like working out at gyms when I'm on the road. I don't know if you guys know this or not. (laughs) You should, but um, there wasn't, I'm trying to think, there was an Anytime Fitness there, but it was a little bit further than the other gym that I ended up going to, and I got a free pass. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll try this other gym, and I was was impressed. It It was a huge facility, you know, all the all the equipment and everything, but they also had like a juice bar. Also had some hot girls that I wasn't expecting. There was some. I, I saw some really pretty women in Maine. Um, it's either or. They're either really pretty, or they look like you would think they would look like if they lived in Maine. There wasn't really anything in between. Um, none really at my show, which was an unfortunate situation, but definitely pleasantly surprised by the beautiful women in Maine and you know I'm in a place now where I think that I'm I am ready to date I mean I've kind of dated a little bit anyway um but I'm kind of you know I think I'm I'm not ready to settle down per se but like like I said I would like to have somebody that you know, can come on the road with me sometimes and I can share in these experiences that I'm having. Even in, I, I would love to take my friends as well, but there is something different about, you know, just being there with a significant other that is different. Um, so anyway, uh, had a blast in Maine. Then, uh, I don't know if I talked to you guys about this. I honestly do not remember the last podcast other than I know I was talking about Vancouver and such, but, um, I uh, I was supposed to be in Minnesota the the 16th and 17th of February, whatever those dates are, um, right? What were the dates that I was supposed to be in Minnesota? Let's take a look really quick, like, so I can... So, yeah, so the 16th and 17th of February, I was supposed to be in Rochester, Minnesota, okay? Rochester, Minnesota. Been there before... It's, uh, it's fine, you know, it's not my favorite place, but, uh, you know, it's a job, and, you know, you don't have to love everywhere that you go, you know what I mean? Um, anyway, the, the booking agency that books it, uh, the lady emailed me and asked me if I was driving out there, (laughs) and I was like, yeah, not driving out there from LA, that's not really a thing, (laughs) and she's like, oh, I figured, um, okay, and, I knew that she was 
there was another question. Um, I just knew what was going on, but she didn't say anything. And then I asked the question, um, why do you ask? You know, that's an odd question. And then she proceeded to tell me that the headliner that was, you know, supposed to work that weekend, his car broke down and he wanted to bring his own opener and this and that. And, you know, you know, like as much as I, like I talk about, you know, it's a lot more fun bringing people on the road with me and such. I get that. And then there are some guys that want to bring their opener because it does, it does get a little lonely on the road. And sometimes you just want to have a friend there with you, especially in a place like Rochester, Minnesota in the wintertime when there's not a lot to do and such. But um, also, I don't, and I don't even know who the headliner was, so it's it's irrelevant. But some guys like to have their guy with them because maybe deep down they know that that guy is not as funny as them. And so by that guy just doing a serviceable job, they look even better coming up after that guy and doing much better. You know, some guys don't want an opener with them that they don't know because that person might be funnier than them and they then they get overshadowed. And when I'm featuring, that happens a lot, you guys. You guys have heard some of the stories. It's just facts. Um, so I kind of figured that that was the case. Whether he was lying about his car breaking down or not, he wanted to bring his guy. And for me, I don't want to work with a guy that is afraid of his opener because it's just never a good situation when that's the case. Now for me, I don't give a fuck who opens for me. Like I said, you know, I got these local guys that will open for me when I go to certain towns and, you know, they're trying to put me down, not put me down, but like they're trying to, they're trying to make a name for themselves. And so they want to do better than me and that's just not going to happen. But some of these guys are not good. They've been headlining for years. They've been using material that, you know, they've been telling for 20 years and it's just, it is what it is. So, you know, I told the booker, if you want to reschedule me, it's totally fine. If he wants to bring his opener, I don't have a problem. You know, I've been in winter cities the last few weeks. You know, frankly, it would be nice to just not be in a winter city. I can go back to that place in the summer or early fall and, you know, the weather would be much nicer and, She's like, are you sure? You know, I didn't want to ask, you know, because it's your job. It's your gig. You know, I don't want, I'm like, it's totally fine. But also, you know, I want these people to move me up to headliner with the jobs that I do for them. So I'm just trying to be on their good side and just be easy to work with. And, you know, they're a great agency. Um, they only book a handful of things. So it's not like they're like my agent per se. They, I mean, they, they are an agent that I work with, but they're not like my main agent. I don't have a main agent. I have several people that, anyway. Um, so I told her I'd reschedule, and it was fine. And I was totally fine with rescheduling. <laughs> and then, so I was going to have the weekend off, which was going to be fine, right? And then, <laughs> unbeknownst to me, Thursday, I get an email from a comedy club in Montana that I've been wanting to work at just because I've always wanted to go to Montana again another place that I've never been before, but also famously, I have friends that are from Montana. I, as you guys may or may not know, fucking love watching Yellowstone and a lot of it takes place in Montana. Um, Justin Timberlake has a song called Montana. He lives in Montana. Like there's just so many reasons why I've been wanting to go to Montana and I've heard it's just beautiful. 
And so I get an email on Thursday saying that the headliner had to cancel for travel reasons. Well, I don't even know what that means. Asking if I can take, you know, their place. And I was like, fuck, yeah, I can't. Like, I have shit going on. But I was, you know, I kind of don't have shit going on because I have the weekend off. Like, I just had a couple, like, social obligations or whatever. But, like, nothing, you know, I, I was convinced I was taking the weekend off of comedy, you know, and so I check flights and the, you know, the cheapest flight was like 500 bucks. So I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I'm getting paid at least a little, you know, it's probably not going to make, I'm not, I'm probably not going to profit as much on this trip because I'm taking this last minute flight. And then they told me how much money I was going to get paid. And I was like, holy shit, I'm taking this fucking gig. And I said, let's fucking do it, dude. They told me what I was, I was going to make like a base so I knew that no matter what, I was going to make a profit. And that, but there was potential to make a lot more money. So I said, let's fucking do it, dude. I'll go to Montana. I asked them because it was last minute, um, if they could get my hotel for an extra day so I can just, I don't have to just go there in one day and then come back the next day. Like, and they said it was totally fine. Um, you know, I just asked not politely. I didn't, demand i was just like hey is it possible you know not a big deal but if i can get a hotel for an extra day that'd be great and they said that's no problem and so i go so here i am thinking i'm not working and now i'm fucking working so i fucking get my flight dude i get up early again uh go to the fucking airport at like five take like a five thirty flight i there's a layover in vegas and i get to montana at like i don't know like one o'clock or so they pick me up from the airport, you know. They're driving me into the city. I'm go. I, I go to. I go to uh, to Bozeman, Montana, which is where they filmed some of Yellowstone. And I just look, and you know, I don't know if any of you guys have ever been to Montana, but when you go to Bozeman, you fly into Bozeman, and the airport takes the identity of where you're at. Like everything is very wood. And like woodsy looking, if that's the best way I could describe it. Like there's, you know, there's like wood carvings of bears and shit, dude. But the thing that you notice immediately when you get off the plane and you get into the airport is they have these huge windows in the airport that just, you're just looking at the mountains and it's beautiful. And it's, they're, they're snow covered mountains because it had just snowed. It was like, I don't know, I want to say it was like 12 degrees or something during the day. <laughs> it was so cold, but just like looking out and, and all of the chairs when you're waiting for your plane, like in the, I don't know what you call that, the waiting area, um, they're all facing the window. So it's like they want you facing the window, knowing where you're at and where you're about to go and what you're come like it. It was just beautiful. And I just, I, you know, I got a little emotional because I'm like, dude, this is such a fucking roller coaster of a career that I've chosen and just this opportunity just came up. And I will say this, you know, I talk about it all the time, but like, you know, a lot of times, a lot of these jobs that I get, you know, every email I send, you know, there's probably a ratio of, you know, I send 20, 25, 30 emails. I'm going to start keeping a tab of like emails sent versus return versus jobs gotten out of said emails. I say it's like 20 to 1, you know, return versus sent versus, you know, maybe 30, 35 to 1 
emails sent versus jobs gotten, you know, and it's just a process that I have to go through until I get to the point where I do have an agent or a manager that's doing that for me. I have to do it. And so I've emailed these people several times and to their credit, they've emailed me back and, you know, whether it's just them being polite or whether not enough people like there's some clubs that have never emailed me back and I've probably emailed them 50 times or more at this point and they've never emailed me back and I keep fucking emailing them because all it takes is that one, you know, I know that once I get on that stage, I'm going to show these motherfuckers what I can do and they're going to be like, holy shit, why isn't this guy more famous? Good fucking question. (laughs) I ask myself that shit every day. Um, but anyway, so we had exchanged some emails and luckily I'd emailed them enough that I was on, you know, when the headliner pulled out, they had me in mind, you know, and I was able to take the job and it was fucking great, dude. Again, from the crowds in Maine being fucking fire to this crowd in Montana, these crowds in Montana just being so fun. And the thing is, is... You know, I've been noticing, like, you know, some of these times when I go to casinos or whatever, like, a lot of older people, and I'm always worried when there's older people, because I don't think my material translates to older people, but old people fucking love me, dude, and I don't know why. Half the shit I talk about, I know they don't agree with, but then half the shit that I talk about, they do agree with, so it's just like this weird place where it's like, okay, old people like me, does that mean... I'm becoming like an old guy comic, you know, and but then I go to Montana and it's all young people and they're fucking great, dude. And I'm just like, I'm a comedian. I can make anybody laugh. And I, you know, it could be just, you know, I've been, I put in the time. I've worked my ass off these last 11 years, you know, like we talked about already, taking low paying jobs, working my way up to the top. And I'm not even at the top yet, but like I'm closer to the top than I was 11 years ago and just having fun with these crowds. And it's like, fuck, dude, like I make I've never been to Montana. I don't know shit about Montana except Yellowstone. And you know what I noticed? They fucking hate Yellowstone. (laughs) People that live in Montana fucking hate Yellowstone, dude. They don't like it. They hate that people go there now because of the show. Half of them have never even seen the fucking show. Meanwhile, it's the number one show in the country, you know, Um, but just had a great fucking time, dude. People bought my merch and it was just, and I ran out of some sizes because I didn't re-up because I wasn't planning on going on the road that weekend, but just like, I'm like, man, 24 hours ago or so, I was just going to have a relaxing weekend and now I'm on a plane to Montana, a place I've always wanted to go to, and oh yeah, you know, I'm staying an extra day because the club that they have there, they do like improv on Saturdays. So it's only like a comedy club, comedy club on like Fridays. So I did two shows on Friday. Great. First one was sold out. Um, you know, um, but then I know that the next day I'm going to have a day off, you know. And then I had talked the girl that picked me up from the airport. This is going to be a fun story. Um, the girl that had picked me up from the airport you know, we were just talking about stuff and, you know, talking about weed being legal there and blah, blah, blah. And I was telling her like, man, I wish I'd have known I was coming here. You know, I would have brought some mushrooms and went up into the mountains, you know? So what does she do? She gives me my paycheck on Friday, which by the way, um, even though I had to, to up, you know, I had to drop 500 bucks 
on my fucking last minute plane ticket, I got paid more than I've ever been paid for comedy ever. So didn't profit as much as I could have had I gotten, you know, a little bit more notice. But still, like the fact that, you know, a few months ago I had a gig that paid me the most I'd ever gotten paid. And then since then I've gotten even more. It's just like, you know, the song, Justin Timberlake, keep going up. You know, Justin Timberlake, Timbaland, and Nelly Furtado. Keep going up. We just keep going up. Do you guys know this song? I'll play it. I played it a few weeks ago, but we're going to play it again. Give me a second. I'll load it up. See, if I had an engine, if I had Jamie engineering me right now, we could fucking rock it out. But I don't. It's just me. Just me and my podcast equipment, which, by the way, was uh, faulting a couple weeks ago or this past weekend, I actually had every intention on doing a podcast uh, this weekend with my opener, and you guys will hear it. Well, we'll have to do it again, because we didn't get to do it, after all, Uh, because my shit wasn't working. It's a long story. I found it, but it's not fucking working. God damn it. Uh... Are you serious? I need a new phone, you guys. It's not cooperating with me. Are you serious? This is stupid. Here we go. Nope. Nope. Not working. I had music earlier. What the fuck? I look around. You're not around. Nope. Still not working. Still not working. Oh, well. Fuck it. Alright, well, there's a song called Keep Going Up. I know I played it before. Well, I'll play You guys can hear it. You can hear it. I know it sounds like shit. My radio's not working. I played that song a few weeks ago, but that's that's what it is, dude. Like, and I'm not like I'm. I want to full disclosure. I'm nowhere near where I need to be financially, but you know, you know, every time I get one of these gigs, and every time this happens, it's like. It's proof that I'm getting closer and closer to where I want to be. Do you know what I mean? More and more headline gigs, more and more better paying gigs, and it's only a matter of time before I am where I want to be. You know what I mean? Um, But she gives me my paycheck, and she also is like, oh, hey, I got you you some mushrooms, and she fucking gives me some mushrooms. And I'm like, holy fuck, dude. So my plan, so we're going to fast forward a little bit. I was in New Mexico last weekend, this past weekend. And I uh, I knew I was going to New Mexico, and I knew I was going to be in the mountains in New Mexico, and I knew I was going to go to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And for me, I was planning on doing mushrooms there because I've been there before, or at least to the mountains. I haven't been to Santa Fe before. Um, but I... Uh, 
I just knew that that would be a good environment for mushrooms. I was prepared to do them then. But then she gives me some fucking mushrooms, and I'm like, well, here I am in the mountains. I'm going to go up into the fucking snowy mountains of Montana. There's basically downtown Bozeman, you walk, and you're in the mountains. Like, you can go on a hike, and there's trails, and it's fucking, I love it, dude. I can see why Justin lives there. It's beautiful. It's very family-oriented. Like, it's removed from all the fucking Hollywood bullshit you know, it was fucking great, dude. I can't tell you enough how great it was. So she gives me these mushrooms. And as you guys know, I did an episode all about mushrooms uh, a few months ago. And my beautiful experience in Sedona on mushrooms. <laughs> and how it, you know, it didn't change my life. But it did enlighten me on some things. And I felt like I got some answers that I needed. And... uh <laughs> So now I'm like, okay, well, here I am on cloud nine. You know, I had, uh, I don't even remember what I, oh, yeah, God. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've talked about this before, but one of my favorite things about being on the road doing comedy is like, you know, a lot of times if I'm the middle act, you know, I, I do my, I do my set and then I take an edible and then I just sit there stoned you know watching the headliner just enjoying just being in the moment and you know in a different city and just realizing that i'm literally one by one you know making my dreams come true and uh i think <laughs> um but because i'm headlining i can't do the edible until after the show's over because i don't perform stoned um so i take my edible and then i find a place to eat which, you know, in a place like Bozeman, there's not a lot of late-night food options, unfortunately. But I found this amazing place. And I ended up having um, a birria grilled cheese in Bozeman, Montana. And it was fucking amazing. <laughs> like, I've noticed, you guys. Now, some people, when they get stoned, they have... I crave... I mean, I crave food, period. But there's something about things with cheese in them when I'm stoned that I absolutely fucking love. I love eating things with cheese, like quesadillas, you know, fucking in this case, a grill. Who would have thought a birria grilled cheese would be the move, dude? It's the fucking move, man. It's the fucking move. It's fantastic. I love it. Um... Yeah, it was fucking great, dude. So anyway, um, did that. But so now I'm I'm going on a hike, and I'm, and so here's the thing. So I bought these mushrooms. The mushrooms that I've been taking, they tell you how many to take. Uh, there's like a chart, and it's like take this many. You feel this, da 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 da. You know. So I've always taken just like the basic microdose amount, so I can enhance my feelings and whatever and you know, be enlightened, if you will. And so I've been taking one and a half grams of, you know, psilocybin. And so the girl gives me, she says it's one gram. And I'm like, okay, well, that's less than I'm used to taking. But that's good because, you know, I don't know where I am. And, you know, that's probably good. It'd be just enough to, like, you know, enhance my experience. So I take it. And I'm feeling great, you guys. Like I said, you know, I got this gig. I just made the most money that I've ever made on a comedy gig. Like, I'm so just, like, happy, you know? Like, to think about, 
what these last couple years have been, you know, with, you know, just struggling to kind of get my footing coming home and getting dumped and just the depression that follows and just all that stuff, you know, and just to see, like, I, I did, I never gave up. I never lost sight. I kept on pushing toward my goal. And, you know, now things are starting to happen a little bit. You know, it's not to say that, like, tomorrow I'm going to be famous, but, like, you never know. Like, I don't know. Um, but just, like, just, it just felt great, dude, you know. And I get to the, and, and I start hiking up this beautiful mountain, and it's, like, there's this beautiful trail, and everything's snow-covered, you know. There's all these white people there. <laughs> everyone's fucking white. And everyone's happy, and they're walking their dogs, and the dogs are happy, and there's, you see these dogs. They're playing in the snow, and it's just like this, I'm like, fucking, this is just... This is amazing, dude. And I got emotional. Not unlike I got when I was in Sedona. Uh, just a different kind of emotion. I, I'm, I'm just like, this is this is life, dude. I feel amazing. And I'm, I'm looking for more answers or, I don't know. Just I don't really know what I'm hoping to get out of this mushroom experience this time. Um, and then I get to the top and there's it, it's a beautiful, just panoramic... 360 view of the mountains and you get to the top of the trail and it's overlooking the town and it's just like it's a fucking i'm looking at a hallmark movie dude you know what i mean like if i was there at night or even during the day like you look at it it's bozeman montana it's you know it's a very small town but like there's stuff i don't it's just it's very picturesque you could put it on a fucking christmas card and this is it i'm looking i'm like this is this is beautiful dude this is fucking this is life and then there's, they have, what I loved about this trail is like they have these benches along the way where you can just stop and sit on these benches and just overlook this beautiful scenery that you're in. And I get to the top and I start, and I sit down and now my mushroom trip kind of takes a turn. <laughs> I start to fucking see things moving. You know, things are kind of moving on me, and I don't like it. <laughs> and I'm starting to freak out because I'm like, why are they? Uh, this did not happen when I was in Sedona. When I was in Sedona, I just started hearing voices or feeling, you know, telepathically like there things were talking to me, plants and spirits, and but I. I didn't see things that weren't there. And I didn't necessarily see things that weren't there in this experience. But things were moving. Like, my vision was not clear. Like, things were... And I, and I just felt like the world was kind of spinning. And I didn't like it. And oh, by the way, did I mention that it was 12 degrees outside? It was fucking freezing. So now, I start to kind of freak out. Like, ah, I'm, am I going to... Am I going to get stuck on the top of this mountain? Like, I can't really see things. Am I going to be able to get back to my hotel, which is not very far? At this point, I'm about, I don't know, two and a half miles from my hotel, give or take. Um, it's a very, uh, <laughs> it's a weird experience for me, to say the least. And, and I start to freak out because I'm like, okay, what if, I don't know if you guys have ever seen The Shining. <laughs> But I don't remember his name, but Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining, he dies. And then he just is just frozen in the snow. And then the, the, the vision, I want to say like the last scene 
the final shot is him, you know, his dead body just in the snow, freezing, like he's frozen. And I start thinking, like, this is, that's going to happen to me. Like, I need to get the fuck off this mountain because I can't even see straight. And so now it becomes my mission, okay, I just got to get back to my hotel. For whatever reason, I don't want to be on this mountain anymore. I start feeling the cold more. Like, the thing about mushrooms, I, I've, I've noticed, is that you start to feel things more. And so now I'm, like, starting to feel more cold. And I didn't like it. And so now I have to go back to my hotel because I feel like at least there I'll be warm and... You know, I'm not going to freeze to death in my hotel room, but I need to walk back. And so I start heading back, and for whatever reason, I just start getting these really, like, just scary thoughts, you know, going through my head. Like, what if this wasn't mushrooms? What if there was fentanyl in there? Nobody's going to know. You know, I'm, I might have a heart attack on this fucking mountain, and I just get or start getting all these bad thoughts. And then I start thinking, like, oh, my God, like, what if I do go into and no one can help me, and... No one knows that maybe I just look like a crazy person and just have all these thoughts. And again, I still, I have to go back to my hotel. And what was a beautiful walk on the way up this mountain started becoming like a scary walk. Cause like I started, the time starts to really slow down. And then I kind of start feeling like I'm teleporting. I'm, I'm just, I'm just translating and relaying the experience that I had. I start feeling like I'm teleporting and my thoughts and everything is telling me that I've now transported to another dimension and I can't explain it, but the best description is if you've ever seen the movie jumper with Hayden Christensen, he's able to kind of teleport to different locations. And that's what I felt like. I felt like I was being teleported and I felt like there were voices again telling me like, hey, you're in another dimension now. And now I start to freak out because on the way up, it seemed like all the white people were like happy and smiling and waving at me. And I started to feel like nobody was waving at me. And then I started to feel invisible. And that was starting to freak me out. And oh, oh by the way, I'm still feeling like I'm teleporting. Like every three seconds, I'm teleporting to a different place. And now I'm starting to get freaked out. And I'm noticing that time is standing more and more still. Where I think it's been hours. I look at my clock, it's been two minutes. I'm like, okay, so now I'm in a dimension where time is slower than another dimension. And now I start to think about the fact that, you know, people talk about purgatory in other places where things are eternal and it just time just goes slower there that's why people don't age in heaven or in the afterlife and I'm, these are all these fucking thoughts that are going through my head and now my legs get a little light and i can't i feel like i'm not going to be able to walk or i'm going to forget how to walk and i start freaking out some more and so i'm just like okay get off this fucking mountain dude the quicker you get off this mountain the better right and I'm walking, and I finally, and, and, and the thing is, it's it's snowy, like everything's snow. It's not snowing, it has just snowed maybe a day or two, or I don't know how long before I got there. But it's so cold um, that there's snow everywhere. And so I start to feel like uh, like I'm going to fall down this mountain, because I feel like I'm going to slip in the snow. And it's not slippery. Like, I, I, I climbed up with no issue whatsoever 
But now I feel like I'm going to slip. And so I'm just getting really scared. I'm just like, just get to the bottom of this mountain. Get to the bottom of this mountain. And I'm still feeling like I'm going to another dimension. And I just don't know what the fuck's going on. And I'm freaking out. And now I start to think that I'm dead. I'm like, maybe I'm not in another dimension. Maybe I died. Maybe I am in purgatory or somewhere. Like, I'm really freaking out, you guys. I finally get to the bottom of the mountain. And I'm able to set foot on the sidewalk. Sorry, there's a lot of commotion going on here. And I forget how to walk. Not, I don't forget how to walk, but I feel like I'm not walking on concrete. I feel like I'm walking on like a cloud. Like I feel like it's just softness underneath my feet and I've never had this feeling before and like I said I've been on mushrooms before so then I'm like well, she only gave me a gram how am I feeling more high or tripping out more than I have when I've done more mushrooms than this you know and I still think I'm dead and so I start walking and I go to a place where I'm like okay I'm gonna walk into a store because maybe I maybe I did die maybe this is my ghost maybe I'm walking around and no one can see me and I walk around and I see, uh, I, I go into a store and they say, hi, how can I help you? And I'm like, oh, I'm just looking and I'm like, okay, I'm not dead. I'm not invisible. I go back to my hotel room and basically just relax and watch. I, I needed something familiar. I didn't want to call. Like, I'm still worried that I might have gotten fentanyl or something, which is a scary thing because I know people that have overdosed and died on fentanyl. Um, and I'm just like, fuck, dude, this is so just not what I wanted for the day. <laughs> not how I envisioned my day going. Um, but I'm like, I need something familiar. So I, you know, one of the things I don't know if I talked about, but when I'm on the road, you know, it does get a little lonely sometimes, even if I'm embracing and enjoying what's going on. So I can almost always count on either impractical jokers being on TV or ridiculousness. And, you know, luckily for me, ridiculous was on, ridiculousness was on. So I watched it for about four hours. I ended up falling asleep at some point. Again, time is still standing still, and I just want this whole experience to be over. I fall asleep for a little bit. I wake up. It's still only 8 o'clock. I go across the street. I have some amazing Mexican food from a truck that was across from my hotel. Um... And I realize that I'm alive and, you know, it's not, I'm fine. I've made it through this mushroom, but I kind of lost a day, which is kind of a bummer. But at the end of the day, <laughs> it was just quite the experience. But then I had to go home the next, I almost stayed an extra day, but just what a fucking whirlwind of a 48 hours. So, um, but um, like I said, I, I knew I was going to be in New Mexico the following weekend. So I actually went to get some more mushrooms because I had a bad trip and I don't want that to happen. So I go to the place where I bought my mushrooms and I look for the mushrooms that I bought the last time and they don't sell them anymore. And I'm like, oh, why not? And they said, oh, we got a lot of complaints that uh, they weren't as advertised. They weren't as strong as I'm like, oh, fucking no wonder, dude. I've been thinking I've been doing this much and I've been doing way less. And they're like, yeah, you know, so the guy gives me mushrooms. And then I took some in New Mexico, which we'll get into uh, next week on the next podcast. But I just wanted to update you guys on uh, on Maine and on uh, Montana, just just been a great 
couple weeks. Sorry, I didn't get the podcast. I was having technical difficulties with technical difficulties with my podcast stuff, but we figured it out, and uh, we're good to go now. So, um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, do me a favor, leave me a review. That would be greatly appreciated. And if you're listening, um, if for some reason you live anywhere near Loleta or Lolita, I don't know how to spell. I'm assuming it's Loleta, California. I'm going to be headlining Bear River Casino um, this Friday, March 8th. Um, I don't know what time the show starts, but that's where I'm going to be. And then Saturday, I'm going to be in Reno um, with Dead Panda Comedy. That's Saturday, March 9th. Um, And then the weekend after, I'm going to be in St. Cloud, Florida at Porky's Comedy Club. That's March 15th and 16th, just outside of Orlando. So if you're in any of those places... Please come. I need to support. Tell a friend if you know anybody in those areas. The more tickets I sell, the better. And I'll keep on making this ascension to where I ultimately want to be. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Sorry I've been gone a couple weeks. It's been a lot going on, but I really appreciate you guys. This has been the camera at 10 pounds. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.